Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened. We hope you guys are having a great start to your week and we are so thrilled and honored to have back as our guest Jen Edwards who's going to take us through the astrology roundup as we finish up this beautiful year of 2020. Jen, we have just had a very, very big blue moon over Halloween. I would love if you could start us off by telling our listeners, what are some of the residual energy effects they can feel from this intense full moon energy? Well, you know, when we have a blue moon energy, we, we're having two full moons in a calendar month. So this has been, uh, you know, October was really with, with the retrograde impact. It was really an intense month emotionally, especially with Scorpio being intertwined with all of this mix. When we talk about the, the blue moon that we just had, it had the, the moon was conjunct Uranus. And when we have a, uh, a lunar aspect we have a full moon we have the sun opposing the moon so the sun was in scorpio and the sun is opposing uranus and this this beautiful full blue moon is is conjuncted and so when we have when we talk about the moon the moon is about our is about our emotional energy and when we talk about uranus uranus is uh, the planet of sudden brilliance. It's very much a higher vibration of Mercury. It's it's uh, it's ruled by Aquarius, which is an air sign. So, it's it's uh, it, it's the it's the air and the water energy kind of accumulating in an Earth sign. So there were sudden changes, maybe sudden changes of heart uh, when we start thinking about emotions, but also sudden flashes of brilliance. Uh, Uranus plucks things from an outer dimension to be fed into us internally to kind of help guide and navigate us uh, in any direction. And when that comes, we, we, it's very much like electricity. You never know when it's going to strike. So, you know, we probably had something come up out of the blue as a result of this blue moon, uh, especially with uh, this energy falling over the weekend and the elections happening on the third, you know, expect the unexpected. No one really knows what's going to happen over, over these next few days. We have Mercury getting ready to go direct on the third in the sign of Scorpio, which, pardon me, in the sign of uh, Libra, it went backwards into Libra a couple of days ago. And Libra is the sign of the scales. And so this is a sign of justice. And so this should be very interesting with all of this energy accumulating when you folks, when you folks are listening in, you know, the next week is really going to be about balancing out of power um, and also having uh, emotional epiphanies around how you are going to, uh, in your personal life, move forward, you know, as a collective. So empaths are going to feel this week pretty intensely. Oh my goodness. Empaths have been feeling this month pretty intensely. You know, I think we'll start to even out a little bit for the, the empathic population. Uh, you know, we're moving into eclipse season for us that are for the, for all of us that are super sensitive, we've already begun to feel it, especially uh, on this blue moon um, on the 31st. It is uh, 30 days uh, before the, 
before the actual eclipse. And so people who are way sensitive, super sensitive people start to really feel the undercurrents of that. Uh, You start to feel more psychic, start to really be in tune with the energy that's around them. So I predict that, you know, November is going to be a balancing of energy, but also being hyper aware of uh, where you want to tune your energy and where, where you want to focus yourself to kind of maybe not absorb the collective, if that makes sense. Definitely does. Good time to practice psychic protection. Goodness. Absolutely. (laughs) As we go through this month with the full moon energy, then we're going to start these double eclipses. Am I phrasing that correctly? So every year we have uh, we have between four to six eclipses in an in, a, in an axis sign, and so we began in 2020. We began the axis of Sagittarius and Gemini, and that started in June, and we exited the axis of Cancer and Capricorn, which started back in the summer of 2018. So now we're in full swing. We're in full swing of uh, Sagittarius and Gemini and those eclipses. And um, whatever was occurring back in June, you will start to see a reprieve uh, collective of that in on November 30th is the first eclipse in Gemini. And that'll be at eight degrees. That'll be a lunar eclipse. And that's going to be connected to a, the, the new moon in Gemini on May 22nd. Now, the new moon in Gemini on May 22nd was the uh, catalyst, the beginning of this particular eclipse cycle. So you want to look back to that date to see what was going on. When you're when you're kind of looking at the signs and wondering what that means, you want to look at what your rising sign is to see how it will affect you. But in general, Sagittarius and Gemini rule the third house of communication, which is Gemini. And Sagittarius is the ninth house of uh, profound exploration, expedition, long long distance travel, long Uh, foreign uh, cultures and foreign language so it's really as a collective we're going to feel energies on how we communicate how we learn becoming closer with our neighbors short distance travel really getting to know our environment and also being able to on the axis with Sagittarius being able to uh, when we heal from within being able to heal from an outside perspective, you know, how we are relating to the rest of our culture. During this whole year, we have been afforded the time to be able to really dig down deeply and look internally to our connection to ourselves. You know, I saw this great meme that had Mother Teresa on it, and it said, you know, uh, great impact and world change starts from within, you know, go home and love your family. And so I truly believe that. And I truly believe that this year was, I believe this year was a gift for a lot of us to slow down and really look at where we were focusing our energy. When we're focusing our energy outside of ourselves with things that we do not like, things that we despise, we're draining our energy on the inside to create things of, um, of deep love within ourselves. And we need to be able to radiate that. Whenever we are able to radiate love, it's like a ripple effect. And I think we've talked about that before. So with these Sagittarius Gemini eclipses, it's about coming back to center and realizing, you know, the gift that we have within to be able to share and have that become 
the new infection, the new, the new, you know, the new catalyst for change. Don't you feel like that's been building for the last couple of years, though? And this is more the apex of it. It's finally coming to fruition. And there's been so much soul searching and so much inner reflection that I agree with you. This year has been almost like uh, rose colored glasses being pulled off and blinders being pulled off and people aligning more with what do I really need to face in me so that I can step into who I'm becoming and step away from what's been keeping me stuck in who I've been. Absolutely. Gemini is the great student and Sagittarius is the great teacher. And so, you know, over the course of the next year during this eclipse axis, uh, which will go through uh, until the until the Christmas of 2021, the teachers will come in if, if we're able to be the students and uh, the students will come if we're able to be the teachers. And so, you know, when we when we step into this energy it's, you know, Sagittarius is very much about a collective and so is Gemini. And so this is about, you know, really coming together and also stepping up in an authentic individual way in order to, in order to be a catalyst for change, even in your smaller environment, which is Gemini, or to have it expand into Sagittarius, which is the larger environment. So what are some ways that empaths in particular can go through this month of November with this intense eclipse energy around? Well, Sagittarius and Gemini, the axis is air and fire. And so the two elements that are not present would be water and earth. And so I recommend grounding. Obviously, I mean, that's something that empaths, uh, that's a phrase that empaths hear all the time. I recommend grounding. I recommend, you know, finding, finding ways that make you feel secure without going outside of yourself, doing it in an internal way. And water, being able to respect and honor your emotions. You know, if you feel like you want to cry with tears of pain or tears of joy, allow that to happen because empaths sometimes feel like they can't express their emotions in safety. And so if we look at, you know, the two elements of water and, and earth, you know, it is about being able to express yourself emotionally in safety. For me, anyhow, during, during November, this is about, you know, being with family breaking bread, you know, getting into, in our culture, the holiday season. And, you know, I think that what we'll find is, you know, what makes us feel at home within ourselves. And I think that is going to be one of the ways to get through all of this energy. But please, you know, do, do mind that when we, as we move into this eclipse energy, it's going to be a gift because, because the, the expansion of inner knowing is going to be so profound that if we're all grounded to receive, the possibilities are endless here. Well, that's a welcome change, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, as spoken from a, from a Sagittarius, you know. Yes, to another Sag. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Enough of this shit. Let's move forward. Exactly. Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why sad. don't you tell us how this eclipse season is going to affect each sign? So we have the first eclipse at eight degrees Gemini. This is a lunar eclipse. Uh, lunar eclipses are on the on the waxing side are about grand manifesting and on the waning side are, is about profound endings. And the second eclipse that we'll have uh, during the season will be on December 14th. 
at 23 degrees Sagittarius. And this is a solar eclipse. It is connected to energies around the lunar eclipse on June 5th. Solar eclipses uh, are about new beginnings and being able to launch. And when we talk about uh, how these eclipses will affect each sign, we want to look at what our rising sign is. And so that's very easily found by finding your birth time and your birth date and seeing what was rising on the horizon. And so for Aries, this Gemini uh, lunar eclipse is going to be affecting your third house, ninth house access. And so this is going to be about learning communication uh, with your siblings, neighbors and short distance travel, perhaps, you know, starting some writing projects. But also the ninth house access where the sun will be will be profound exploration, expedition, you know, law, um, foreign cultures, uh, perhaps spreading your wings, becoming the teacher. Aries will, ex will experience the December 14 uh, eclipse in their ninth house, which will be the expansion, the great expander. So possibilities are endless for you, Aries, uh, especially with Mars going direct in November. So expect big movement. Taurus will be experiencing the November eclipse in their second house and their eighth house. The second house is all about monetary gain, self-worth, and um, security. And the eighth house where the sun will be is about uh, debt and other people's money. It's also sex, death, and taxes, and it's pretty much a metaphysical death. Uh, so, you know, really looking at how you're earning your money, if it's in an authentic way, if you're receiving what you're worth and what you think your value is, because that really is in direct reflection to what you receive in prosperity. The eighth house really has to do with how you are utilizing that. So if this is the year to finally pay off that debt, so that way you can move forward in your authentic way of receiving, then this would be a wonderful uh, impetuous for change for you. On the December eclipse for Taurus. This is going to be focused on the eighth house. So this would be a wonderful time to look at your resources, you know, perhaps maybe looking at getting loans or taking care of any debt or emotional intimacy with your partner or what you want to receive and remote with emotional intimacy, because this is a, a very intimate house. With Gemini, the November eclipse will be in their one and seventh house access, which is partnerships and how you are operating in that partnership, who you are to that partnership, as well as who and how people see you from the outside world, how you present yourself to the world. Gemini, this is going to affect you because your sun will probably be involved depending on what degree your sun is. So these eclipses over the next year are really going to show profound change in how you are operating on a public level and also within partnerships. The December 14th eclipse, the solar eclipse, the uh, this is going to be uh, new changes in your seventh house of partnerships. So expect to see some change there. If you've been looking for a relationship or a business partnership or uh, maybe perhaps some sort of change in, in your already established relationship, this is, this is the time where you're going to see that energy come in. With cancer, it's going to be on the 12th and 6th axis. So the 12th is about uh, spiritual activities, secrets, uh, shadows, working with your shadow side. Um, also your escapism. And, you know, if you've been thinking about quitting something, the mental component that comes with addictions, whether it's food or cigarettes or alcohol, or even uh, emotional codependency, these are the houses that this falls in. The sixth house is a part of your physical body and being a part of the, and being a healer and also service 
to others. And so when we have an eclipse cycle in, in these houses, it's really about doing a check, a mind and body check, revamping your whole lifestyle, uh, allowing your physical shell to be, um, you know, to last as long as our, our, um, soul, our soul shell is there. So the 12 and 6 access is really about, you know, focusing on uh, our physical behavior and our mental component with that. When we have the eclipse on December 14th, cancer is going to experience this in the sixth house. And so there may be jobs with, uh, there may be changes with your job, your service to others, but also your service to yourself. Are you making time for yourself? You know, it's really important that you do this. Cancer oftentimes does not do that. They take care of everyone else. And cancer is usually a, a sign where, you know, of nurturing, but also of caretaking. And this really will probably get examined during this time. Leo, you're going to experience the first eclipse in November in your 11 and 5 access. The 11th house is about um, hopes and wishes. So this is the true manifestation house. So this is whatever you want to realize into formation. This is really going to be your year to focus on what you want to see, how you want to see yourself, and how it's going to manifest itself. There's a lot of energy here. The 5th house is about creativity, children, new love. And so when we talk about that, it's, it's manifesting through childlike joy. So during this November eclipse, be in the mind frame that how, you know, what, what I want to exist can, and the possibilities are endless here. On the December eclipse for Leo, it's going to be in the fifth house. So the fifth house, if you're looking to expand your family, if you're looking to um, start creating, if you're looking to be seen, this is the, this is really a launching point for Leo. Um, this will, this will bring uh, great creativity and also the ability to add to your family. This is the pregnancy house. So uh, if you're looking to do that, this is wonderful energy around that area. In Virgo, the first eclipse in November is going to be in your career, 10th house, and your fourth house access, which is home. So we're going to be seeing some changes in the career. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a profound change unless you want it to be. It could be that you're spending way too much energy on your career that's not serving you and not spending enough time in your safety in your home. Or it could be that you're finally stepping into your authenticity of what you want to do, where you want to focus your energy rather than for someone else. When we talk about the solar eclipse on December 14th for Virgo, this is going to be the emphasis will be on your fourth house of home and family. And home is where the heart is. And so we'll probably see some changes in that area, meaning if you've been thinking of a move, if you've been thinking of finally getting family together because we've all been separated this year, those are the energies around that. Or even like a revamp of your interior would would be uh, would would be something that would show up around this time. Ancestral work works in this area as well, going back and looking over the relationship on the, on the maternal side. Libra, we work with the 9-3 axis, and this will occur uh, during the November eclipse, which has to do with foreign travel, law, expansion, spirituality, and stepping into the role as the teacher as well as being the student. And so being able to express yourself in a way that allows you to, to sort of um, boost your self-esteem, you know, what you have to say is important and, uh, and allow that to flow 
freely during these eclipses it, it kind of creates a platform for you to be able to be heard and libra is the sign of justice and so a lot of times libras will find that they are uncomfortable with making an absolute and i feel like during this eclipse season libras are going to make an absolute they'll finally know what to order off the lunch menu and in the december eclipse for libra it will be in your third house of communication and so this is how you communicate with your siblings it's is how you communicate with the world around you and so i feel like this is really going to allow you to come into your voice and feel comfortable with that scorpio will be feeling the november eclipse in their eight two axis which is uh other people's money large windfalls credit debt sex death and taxes all those good things and the second house of prosperity and self-esteem and so we're really going to be looking at you know how you are spending your money who you owe money to and are you allowing yourself to be fully seen for emotional intimacy those areas will be highlighted if you do have debt you will be aware of how to eradicate that so that way you can have some freedom in that area and the December eclipse will show up in your second house of self-worth and earned income. And so if you've been thinking about perhaps, you know, starting your own business or declaring your worth to your employer, this will be a time where if you make the action, then you'll be able to receive. And if, if, if that line of income starts to change, realize it's because it is uh, changing its transition to align with your authenticity and where your heart really belongs. Sagittarius will see this in their 7-1 axis, which is their relationships as well as how the world sees them. Sagittarius and Gemini there will be experiencing the same sort of axis during this eclipse, which means that, you know, we will be seeing how we present ourselves to to the rest of the planet, how people see us and and really stepping into our authentic form and also allowing us to be the most authentic being in all of our relationships, especially our close ones. The eclipse in, in December will be focused on the first house and how how you want to be seen how you truly are and allowing people to see that which is super important and you know these eclipses happen every nine years so uh you want to look back to nine years ago as well as 18 years ago because this is really a continuation of that cycle for everyone uh capricorn we're going to be seeing the november eclipse in your 6 12 cycle capricorn is the hardest working of the zodiac always creating stability it's the access with cancer so really looking at where your energy is going and if you're making time for yourself capricorns are always known for burnout and so this is really paying attention to your physical body and you are important enough to create space in a schedule for you to have downtime to do things that you know rejuvenate you and light you up because you cannot be there for others you cannot hold the world on your shoulders without feeding yourself and i know that's a weird concept for capricorn but it's something that these eclipses are going to make you be aware of the eclipse for capricorn in december is going to be in the 12th house so this is going to be a solar eclipse in the 12th house for capricorn and this is a wonderful time to get through any mental blocks that you might have this goes back all the way to childhood maybe into a past lifetime but any sort of codependency, addiction issues, anything mentally that does not allow you to move forward or is presenting a block, this is the time to to move forward, especially, you know, people who, you know, maybe 
I, I love to use smoking as an example because that's probably one of the hardest things in the world to quit. If you're looking to quit something and, and you have the mental barrier, this is the time to do it because this new moon in the 12th house is going to allow you to move past any mental addictions that are there. Aquarius is going to see the November eclipse in their 5 and 11th house access. So this is going to be about creativity. This is going to be about childlike joy. And it's going to be about manifesting. So for Aquarius, really work is play. And if you find something that makes you absolutely happy, brings you absolute joy, instead of focusing on the monetary value that can be accumulated from that joy, focus on the joy because eventually that joy will expand and that's what you will be doing. And so this is about manifesting joy in all aspects of life. Uh, like I said before, with uh, Leo, the 11th house is our manifestation house. And so this is a powerful manifesting uh, eclipse series for Aquarius as well. The solar eclipse in December, Aquarius, this is the most, this is, this is a beautiful aspect. You're going to be having this in your 11th house of hopes and wishes. Whatever it is that you want to bring and manifest, put it out on the table. You, 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 there's nothing that you can't accomplish if it's in alignment with your true authenticity and soul purpose. And you know, you know the difference between something that makes you light up and something you have to do focus on what makes you light up and you'll be surprised at what shows and finally pisces is going to be experiencing this november eclipse in their fourth house of home and the access of their 10th house of career so there's going to be a lot of emphasis on what is going on with your security at home what's going on with your physical address, you know, where you live, but also your family. So we're going to be seeing lots of, um, lots of change, especially during the holiday season about who you spend your, who you're spending your time with and also who you want to spend your time with a reconnection with family, so to speak. And then for the eclipse on, in December for Pisces, we're going to be seeing this in the 10th house. Now, a lot of career changes have happened for a lot of people, but especially Pisces where, you know, you really want to put your heart and soul in, in what you're doing, you know, what, what you put your daily energy into. And this really is going to give you the energy to be able to open that whole world up if you so use it in that way. This is also the house of fame and status. And so, you know, whenever we put anything out there, everybody's going to see it. And this is going to be done in a really good light, Pisces. So if, if you've been looking to change how your career is going, or if you've been looking to launch something, this eclipse in December is truly yours to be coveted. Wow, that is a lot of information. Thank you so much for summarizing that so succinctly and making it, you know, per personal for each listener. I really, really appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. It's actually one of the one of the best things about um, about astrology is having the hope for each sign or for each person to digest the energy and and kind of have them open up the possibility of, ooh, how is this energy going to affect me and how can I utilize it? It's kind of like planting seeds for the gardens to grow, you know? Exactly. So as we move into December, we've got some big things happening in that month too. So we have a couple of um, planets moving, making, making sign changes. So we have the heavies moving through. So Jupiter and Saturn are going to be moving into Aquarius. So they're going to be changing from an earth sign into an air sign. Uh, Capricorn is very much about uh, stability, 
creating structure and Aquarius is the big picture and, um, you know, creating energy in a global way. It's the great humanitarian of the universe. And so we're going to have Jupiter moving into Aquarius on uh, the 19th and then we'll have Saturn moving into, into Aquarius on the 17th. And those two will conjunct each other, the great Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. Now, we have had the conjunction sort of play itself out throughout this year. It started on January 26th, and it will finally end. They'll move away from each other for another 20 years as of April 3rd. But the great conjunction that we're going to be looking at will be happening on December 21st. And so when we have these two planets together, it's the great restrictor and the great expander coming together. And so this really is going to give us the energy to look at maybe things that we were fixed on that, that, that we thought created our security, our own personal inner security. Is go we're going to look at it in a way that we can expand off of that. Uh, a lot of times our constructs of what security means is something that we've learned as a you know as a child from our parents and it's not as we get older we start to see through a different lens that you know going to work at a nine to five job to make someone else rich that you know perhaps maybe isn't isn't using their funds for world salvation isn't necessarily the way to gain security within us so when we look at Jupiter and Saturn together, when we see this energy, we're going to be really looking at the ways that we can feel secure within ourselves and also show security to our environment. And then when we talk about, we're going to have a lot of stuff going on around Christmas. We're going to start with the eclipse. Then we'll have the great conjunction on December 21st, which is the solstice. And then we'll have our Mars-Pluto square, which will happen on December 23rd. Mars and Pluto squaring each other. They've been doing this throughout the year. This will be the final one. Thank goodness. Mars and Pluto. Pluto is a higher vibration of Mars. Mars is about action. Pluto is about control. And so when you have these two planets squaring each other, it's almost like the energy of, I really want to change, but I want to have full control out of this. When we come into this energy, know that you can take a deep breath and allow things to fall around you. One of the big lessons of this lifetime, of all of our lifetimes, is a trust of letting go and allowing things to happen as they should, rather than being fearful of not working out the way that you want them to. And so this planetary square is going to aggravate that. And we'll see that right around the holidays, which so, you know, if you see Uncle Bob having a few too many, you know, maybe not stepping in, <laughs> put a party hat on him and everything will be fine. And then finally, <laughs> you know, Oh, you know how that goes. Uh, or, you know, you have one of your cousins who has like four deviled eggs in their mouth. Allow it to go on, you know. And then on the 25th, we'll have Mars conjunct Uranus in Taurus. And this this is going to create a lot of energy around being together. There's going to be a lot of surprises uh, around Christmas time. And when we talked about what can empaths do during November, being grounded for everyone. But when we have Mars conjunct Uranus and Taurus, uh, our security, you know, our security outside of ourselves starts to get shaken up. And if we feel secure inside of ourselves, that energy isn't going to impact us as much, if that makes any sense. So it's very important that during the months leading up to 
Christmas and New Year's that we are really finding an anchor within ourselves to be deeply grounded and knowing that security, ultimate security comes within us and not outside of us. There's a whole lot to digest, but it also, it feels like the year is going to kind of put a bow, the end of the year is going to kind of put a bow on a lot of the tumultuous energies that have been running rampant all through 2020. I feel like I feel like this last Christmas aspect as we go into the new year is kind of, you know, a a, a resummarization of of what we have really learned about ourselves and what we really need. And it's kind of it, it's kind of like at the end saying to you, you've got this. Mm-hmm. You've all you've always had this. Right. And it it took this year to shake our cores, to really look at doubt and look at fear. And at the end of the year, realize no matter what kind of crazy town is going on around us, we've got this. And that's that, that's really, you're exactly right, Denise. That's really the message of the rest of the year. Don't you also feel like astrologically and as humanity in general, not just the states, not just different countries, the whole theme of unity is really woven throughout all of this as well. We really have to step up and start like helping each other stand up. Exactly. The real theme here is, you know, coming back, you know, coming back home, what we are able to express to our neighbors creates a ripple effect. When we are standing in a place of love, love for ourselves, true love for ourselves, we can look upon others with that same love. And that look is what heals icebergs. And that becomes a ripple. All of the change that happens around us happens within us. And so when we step out and we bring uh, biscuits over to an elderly neighbor that can't get out in a snowstorm, that's a ripple effect of love. Whenever we, whenever we smile at a stranger with our eyes nowadays because we're wearing masks, whenever we lend a hand to someone, whenever we say hello, that changes the energy. And that is a ripple effect to profound change in a global level. And I think throughout this year, we've realized that the connection within the community, the connection within our human souls, human to human and uh, organism to organism is what is going to be the change in this because we're completely disconnected. You know, you look at all of our, we get all of our news from a box. We have all of our communication through a screen and we're realizing how important the energetic connection, the in-person connection is a part of our human connection. And so the state of affairs in the global as well as our own continent is, you know, disconnection. And we can see that all around us. And so w- once we move into connection, we're going to really start to see um, people cherish company maybe perhaps more than we did before, obviously, right? You know, after you spend six months um, in shutdown, you know, you really start to crave and remember what it was like to really connect because we've spent a really long time disconnecting. Mm -hmm. Now, I've read a lot of blogs where uh, some astrologers have said they were able to predict kind of a pandemic year of 2020. Yes. So the prediction of the pandemic year had a lot to do with Pluto and Jupiter conjuncting each other. And Pluto is a planet of deep transformation. I love to work with Pluto. Uh, It has profound alchemy with it. 
it's very much ancestral work. You know, if you look at the dance between um, Hades and Persephone, it's very much Pluto and Venus. And so that's the kind of energy that, that Pluto is bringing. Pluto, through its transformative cycle, is known to bring pestilence. It's known to bring uh, catastrophe. It's very much like the Tower card, even though the Tower card is, is Mars. Pluto is a higher vibration of that. So if we look at that, it's clearing the decks to create new growth. So Jupiter is the great expander. And so when you have people, the astrologers are citing that Pluto is the virus and Jupiter was the expansion. And so when we had that conjunction in the spring, it created this mass global pandemic. And the last time this happened, believe it or not, uh, was in 1982. And that is when we had the uh, pandemonium of the outbreak of the AIDS virus. And there was a lot of fear around for many years around how you could catch it and who you could catch it from. And there was a lot of segregation. And I remember prior to um, reading any other astrological information, uh, having an epiphany about the virus, the AIDS virus being very much like this and went back and looked and sure enough that was when that conjunction was happening and so we're going to be seeing a resurgence of of that conjunction the last conjunction in late november and it will probably uh, appear as some more shutdowns which i think have already started to occur but you'll find that it's more around the fear of whatever this is spreading uh, and also coming into flu season. So really trying to distinguish, is this COVID or is this the regular flu? And you'll find that this last fizzle out will end up being how we kind of move forward after this, how we decide that we're going to move forward after this. It doesn't mean that every time we have this planetary aspect that this is how, that, that this is what is going to occur. We needed to change how we did things. And so things are catalysts to change. I believe after this whole experience of virus, of um, being being in shutdown, of um, covering our faces, of uh, not being able to connect, I think after this is over, we're going to see the importance of going back to growing our own food, supporting our, our neighbors, you know, buying our things locally, because, you know, these are the people that were hit the hardest during this. And this is where the heart of our community is. And when we talk about the aspect of uh, Pluto and Jupiter, the expansion happens, but then the expansion happens within our hearts as well, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And you can already see that starting to happen yeah. in different communities and in different states. And I'm I'm really excited about these shifts that we're moving into. Me too. You know, during this Christmas season, I mean, I don't have to be the one to remind everyone, but go down to your local main street, buy some gift certificates for your, your local shops, you know, purchase your, your bread from your local, your local baker, you know, support those people because that's the heart of your community. The, you know, that, that's the heart and soul of connection right there. Love Excellent that. reminders. So how do you see the energy shifting as we enter into the new year? I mean, we'll have you back on in January to talk about new year stuff more specifically, but 
how do you see this all shifting all these eclipses and everything happening in December into the new year? I think everybody's looking for a breath of fresh air. Everybody's looking for change. Yeah, you know, everybody, when you're standing in line at the grocery store and you happen to catch a glimpse of your reflection, you know, you think, how long is this going to last? Is this going to be forever? And, you know, when we have Sagittarius and Gemini energy activated, I truly believe that this is not going to last forever. And, you know, that kind of feels good to be able to say that. I'm also forever an optimist as well. But I choose to believe that this is that this is coming to an end. I think we're going to see some normalcy in the summer of 2021. I also uh, know that we are, we are going to have a window of opportunity where there will not be a planet that is retrograde. So we have different retrograde cycles uh, throughout the year, and oftentimes we'll have five planets retrograde at the same time. We will have a window of opportunity after Mercury resumes retrograde on February 21st of 2021 in Aquarius. We are going to see a window open up between March and April 27th. So during that time, we're going to have uh, a stellium in Taurus. We'll have the Sun, Uranus, Venus, and Mercury. And that is profound energy in community. Taurus is an Taurus is an Earth sign, so this is about um, really putting roots in, really finding something that we're comfortable in, and moving forward. Because I feel like over this year, everything was up and in the air. No one was willing to commit on action going forward because of the world's energies. And I feel like we're going to see an evening out of that pattern in the in the spring of 2021. And I think that we're going to be clearing out our decks as we move into the new year whatever energy does not serve you that no longer serves you needs to go and it's going to go that's just how it's going to work so if if something is keeping you from stepping into your authenticity through the rest of the end of this year into january this is something that we talked about last year and boy were we right you know this is the last piece of it and just allowing it to go without fear knowing that whatever is meant for you will will be there as long as our heart and soul is into that. And what's really interesting to me is I don't, and we've talked about this, that astrology isn't my strong suit. And that's why I love you even more is because you always make it so that I, I can understand it. But that's been coming up a lot in readings lately is that there's going to be a shift around March, April of next year. You're going to have a new perspective. You're going to. So validating that is really cool. This is that collective energy that planetary influence, but it's also what we're all choosing to put out as our own personal energetic stamp to work with these energies. Well, and when we talk about the sign of Taurus, you know, it's very much Empress energy, very much um, preparing your garden. And so during during the winter months coming up to that, weeding out the garden, rebuilding the beds, getting ready for growth. And whatever we start growing in uh, in Taurus season, we are going to see fruits because this is this is the heart and soul. We have distilled everything down into our authenticity and love. And this is what we choose to grow as a community. And as an individual, there will be uh, one square on April 9th of 2021 with Mars. Mars will be in Gemini and Neptune in Pisces. And this will really be about coming out of that daydream and having the energy to, to manifest it into reality, which is super important. And how this lines up 
in April is going to be kind of right in line with preparing your bed for growth in the spring. Wow. I think if there was ever a time when we all needed a personal astrology reading, this is the season for that. (laughs) Yes. So people can get readings with you and gift certificates if they're thinking of holiday gifts, right? Oh, absolutely. And I do all of my readings uh, via Zoom and you you receive the recording as well as the chart. But if anyone out there would like to gift a reading to a loved one or a friend or book a, a reading for yourself, you can find uh, my website at www.thankgoddess.org. And it's under the services and circles tab. Those can be scheduled as well as um, given as a gift certificate for a service. But, you know, during during this time, during this Christmas season, one of my my most favorite things to do is to talk to uh, people about the energies in their personal chart and how they can encompass this into the coming year. Well, Denise gifted a reading with you for me last Christmas, and it was so in-depth and enjoyable. And I love that you give the recording because throughout the year, I can click on it and review the detailed information you gave. So I really appreciate the work that you do for all of us. Oh, thank you. I always find that whenever I'm getting a, I'm getting a reading, I'm in the moment and things don't come right away. But boy, three months later, I listen to that reading and I see... I I see all the things that kind of manifested from that. It's so fascinating the way that works, isn't it? It totally is. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this information. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget, if you want to check out more of Jennifer Edwards' work, go to thankgoddess.org. So what else do you have coming up, Jen? So my new project, Optimistic Wellness, uh, is a collaborative of myself and three other uh, energy breath worker and shamanic workers. And this is a community for women to come together and grow their spirituality. And we are offering a free four-day soul retreat which is an online retreat that you can do at any time. You start on Monday, you can end on Thursday or break it up. However, you'd like to dive deeply into this alchemy. Uh, I'm going to provide the link for, for this particular retreat on the show notes of this episode. So anyone who would like to kind of check out the retreat or perhaps do the retreat, please feel free to go ahead and click on the link and it should send you right to the optimisticwellness.com website. Thank you. And anyone who's not a member of that community, it is fantastic. What these ladies offer is deep and rich and resourceful. It's an amazing blend. Beautiful, beautiful work. And we're not utilizing social media, which I really enjoy. We've created a Slack community. So, you know, people kind of, we do a sisterhood in our own way. And it also, it also incorporates moon, moon magic with, with uh, moon gatherings. So we're, we're, we're inviting the public to kind of come in and take a peek. So if, if anyone wants to go ahead and check it out, you're more than welcome to do so. Thank you. And as always, don't forget to show up do great work and share your light.